This is a recording from an amazing live stream I hosted in conjunction with the Conscious Awakening Network. I was so excited to dive into the topic of quantum healing technology with Tom Palladino and Patricia Carls. This is such an important topic with vast potential for the planet and its people, and in fact, all sentient life on this planet. We talk about how they're using this technology not only on people, but on animals and plants as well. Check out scalarlight.com where you can experience this technology for yourself. It's completely virtual and non-invasive. Wait until you hear about all the results they're getting in eradicating various viruses within their clients, as well as adding in nutrients. And be sure you're receiving my newsletter so you can be in the know when these types of live streams are scheduled. I love being able to host these with participants who can ask their own questions as well. So just go to karagoodwin.com and scroll to the bottom of the homepage to sign up and stay in touch. And before we get started here, I just want to give a quick shout out to a podcasting service that I just absolutely love. People contact me all the time about starting their own podcast, and I always point them to Zencaster to record high quality audio and video. I remember a couple of years ago listening to one of my own episodes in my car, and I was really embarrassed by the quality of the audio. I dropped everything and started researching how to get crisper audio for my recordings, and so began my journey with Zencaster. Zencaster is so easy to use, and it gives you studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code meditation and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. And now enjoy this episode. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining today. We are streaming this conversation today about scalar light quantum technology. And we have very special guests, Tom Palladino and Patricia Carls. We are streaming this through the Conscious Awakening Network. So we are connecting via Zoom, but this is also being broadcast on YouTube and several other platforms, Twitter, and things that I am not even, I had never even heard of until recently. And I'm not so... I can monitor the the Zoom conversation. So if anybody, as we go on, if you have questions, please do utilize the chat. I will address as many of those as I can as we keep going. I do apologize if you're watching this in another way outside of Zoom. If you have accessed it that way, please know that for these live streams, if you register, you through karagoodwin.com, you will get access to the Zoom link. And then you can be in the little container here that we have all together. And it's then I'm able to potentially ask your questions for you. So anyway, now let's begin. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that you're here, Tom and Patricia. Thank you so much, Kara, for the invitation. And thank you, Tom. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. Good day, ladies. Good Great to see you. So you're in the lab. Um, Thank you for taking my call. Right yeah. yeah, we're so happy to have you. So let me do a little bit of an introduction. This is very scaled down, but I want to give you guys time to tell your own stories. But Tom is a scalar energy researcher with over 25 years of experience developing healing technologies designed to help people all over the world to recover from pathogenic infection and to experience true health and wellness. And we're going to talk about his scalar light technology and the amazing potential that we have here. The future is now. This is this is the truth. So, and Patricia is a holistic coach specializing in the bio decoding of diseases. She's a journalist by profession, a writer, and a lecturer. So again, thank you so much for being here and welcome. Let's start by talking about scalar energy technology. Can you just give us some foundational information in case this is brand new for anybody who's listening today? No, I think you frequently say that people are an expert at scalar energy. They don't realize, what am I speaking about? The energy from the sun and the stars. 
of this energy, scalar energy, what some people call zero-point energy from the sun and the stars. Then you have electricity from a power plant. Well, I prefer to work with the energy, the natural energy of the sun and the stars, which is the primary energy of the universe. These are standard energy instruments. I'll show the audience. I'll just PM, if you will. That's part of my laboratory. These are custom-built standard energy instruments. Well, we're not going to speak about electricity today. We're going to speak about a new way of, if you will, energy distribution, the energy of the sun and the stars. Okay, that's fascinating. So it, what's really interesting is that we're recording this on June 20th, which is one day from the equinox. And so when you talk about the stars and planetary energy, when we're in these solstice times, did I just say the equinox? Solstice. When we're in the solstice or the equinox times, we have these special energies on the planet. I don't know, is there anything, does that tie into your technology in any way? It does, because everything has an influence on everything. I want to make this very clear. This energy is initial energy of the stars. This is the life force energy, what some people might even call consciousness. So I am working with this new branch of physics. Nikola Tessa, some people in your audience resonate. The great scientist Nikola Tesla was the first man to develop these type of instruments, their energy instruments. In a nutshell, once again, the natural clean energy of the, from the stars, we're able to do incredible things with this energy that you cannot accomplish with electricity. That's amazing. Now, when I think of Tesla, I think there was like this big ball of something that he had that technology. I can't remember now. Was it like drawing from... Was there a lightning? Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can get this up here. Actually, Patricia, if you say something, it should click. This is an image of Nikola Tesla holding a light bulb in, in the scalar light field. So that's the way it happens. It can illuminate just without electricity because that's the scalar light field. And the same thing happened at Tom Palladino's lab. He can get illuminated. And also we'll see this later on how this field, it's amazingly strong that can illuminate the light bulb. The judge from my photograph that he was able, with this energy that's all around, he was able to access that energy and illuminate a light bulb. Well, in like section, I can take a light bulb, spill it in the plastic package, and I can illuminate What? So this is the free energy of the sun and the stars. Holy cow. Can you do that again? I think this energy fills the universe. These are scalar energy instruments. When I place the light bulb close to the Tesla coil, it illuminates. Energy enters into the coil. Energy propagating from the Tesla coil animates the That is incredible. So if you're only listening to the audio of this for the recording, he has a, is it a fluorescent light? Is that a fluorescent? That's still in the packaging. So it's not tied to a lamp or any, it's not plugged in any way. It's literally in its plastic and paper cardboard packaging. And he's moving it toward the scalar instrument. And it's, it's becoming illuminated as he gets it closer. That is blowing my mind. No, thank you. You see the big potential. So what I can do now in my laboratory on a, what you call a miniature scale, provide free energy to a light bulb. Eventually, I want to be able to take this energy and illuminate a city or a building. So this is the beginning of free energy. I want to offer eventually to the world free energy, where not only can we illuminate light bulbs, but can illuminate an entire city. That day is coming. This is what Nikola Tesla wanted to achieve. Wow. Wow. Okay. This is so exciting. Now, I have a, something in my notes here just about Tesla's Colorado Spring experiment and experience. Can you go into this a little bit? And by the way, I'm getting this like incredible tone in my right ear <laughs> as we're talking about and chills all over. So I don't know if any of the participants are kind of receiving anything. I just like to comment about things like that just as like a, even with my headphones on, I'm like, whoa. 
there's a lot going on here. I remember that I told you that he, when he transmits from the lab, sometimes he needs to get the right spot because the scatter light is so strong that affects yes. also the transmission and the devices. So yes. yes, you are receiving that scatter energy right now. Well, what's interesting, this is more of a consciousness thing because it's not actually my headphone. It's from inside my head, but I'm getting the, and so it's just, fascinating for me because I'll hear these tones sometimes that come in and but to be able like while I'm really really focused on this I'm not even really paying attention and it's like screaming at me but so it's more aligned with a consciousness thing than the actual headphone but I just like to mention these things when they pop up <laughs> so you mentioned Colorado Springs Yes. Actually, in 1899, Tessa went out to Colorado Springs. He was living in New York City. He went out to Colorado, built a gigantic tower that was surmounted by a copper ball. And that copper ball and that tower had no moving parts. And the fact that it was remotely located up in the mountains, in the Rocky Mountains, was really true, a testimony that he was able to control or capture the energy the atmosphere and that's thing. And in so doing, he was able to illuminate light bulbs at a distance. Right now, my tower, this is a Tesla coil, I can only illuminate light, light bulbs locally, but eventually I want to be able to duplicate Tesla's work and to illuminate light bulbs at a distance. Long and short, this is the free energy. And if these instruments can deliver that energy, you don't need an infrastructure. You don't need satellite substations. You don't need power plants. You don't need electrical conduit. You don't need induction motors. This will end energy crisis. That's phenomenal. And I, I can't wait to start talking about the healing capabilities. But while we're on the topic of electricity and energy from a practical sense, one of the things that it makes me wonder about is the electromagnetic field and the EMS kind of pollutants that we're all living with as human organisms, as living organisms, not just humans, but all life. What do you see as the potential with this type of technology in terms of EMF? Yeah, thank you. Well, again, going back to my earlier statement, there's two energies, scalar energy and electromagnetic energy. Now, if we use these instruments, what I've experienced by way of a chakra balancing, a brain balancing, we can correct or recalibrate our brain waves in our seven chakras. I believe electricity magnetism. I believe electromagnetic energy is an assault on our chakra system. I believe EMF is an assault on our brain waves. Now, to prove that, at least subjectively, when I work with people with this instrument, they have a calming effect. They say that their chakras are balanced, or they have a state of euphoria. And I would concur because this is corrective energy. This is not electricity. So the life force energy, zero point energy, NASA energy is going to correct many of these imbalances that EMF produces. Wow. There's so much potential here. This is yes. amazing. So is there, now I imagine that I don't want to get into a hugely scientific, like how this has been done, but I am very curious about what you can share that's kind of foundational knowledge that we would get that's like, how are you harnessing the energy of this, of the stars and so forth? Hey, good point. So a predecessor man by the name of Hieronymus. Who was from Indiana. Yes. Very I'm in Indiana. <laughs> and he's from Valparais. Yes. Dale and Hieronymus. I never met him, but I met his family. And these instruments, and I'm going to show the audience. These instruments are, if you will, a, a remodel or the, if you will, improved version of a Hieronymus instrument. Hieronymus achieved a U.S. patent, a Canadian patent, and a British patent for his work. But he was really undermined. Why? Because this is free energy. Gabbard doesn't want free energy. So what am I getting at? This instrument, according to the Hieronymus design, takes household current and converts it into scalar energy. Household so, current meaning like what we are AC, using, the electric. Okay. AC, AC current, or just 110 volt. And with that in mind, this instrument, I can, you will, capture a scanner wave 
by converting electricity into solar. So the great potential that we see now is an instrument like this, if we can now amplify the scanner wave a hundredfold, a thousandfold, a millionfold, yeah. if I can eliminate one light bulb, then you eliminate a million light bulbs. So one instrument can eventually illuminate a city, can eventually illuminate a million light bulbs. Wow. And so does that mean that Hieronymus, is that how you say it? Hieronymus device, is that plugged in? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. This is okay. how he developed it and this is how I continued my work. It's very difficult just to capture this energy from the cosmos. Whether Tesla successfully did that, I think he did. And I'm not able just to capture it from the atmosphere. I think it's possible in the future. Yes. But the key is this. We are now on the cusp of introduce new way of energy generation in which this instrument does not experience entropy. What do I mean by that? I work with people around the world by way of their photograph. I hold up my photograph. If I place my photograph in that instrument, this instrument will find anybody anywhere in the world by way of their photograph. So we can at least find a person's force field by way of a photograph. Not only one person, but a hundred people or a million people at a time, you can find them, their aura, their force field by way of photographs. So if my instrument now is perfected to the point that I can work with a million photographs a day, eventually I'll perfect it so I can work with a million light bulbs. Wow. This is so, so fascinating. So, okay. So we've, you've kind of shown with the, oh, and the Hieronymus, Hieronymus, Hieronymus. <laughs> they are, is, am I correct in understanding that they are actually using his technology in Europe for organic farming? Yes. Hieronymus developed some type of instrument that could be passive gain. Actually place a pipe, a Hieronymus in a farm. Will distribute energy of the sun, the energy of the stars, and help to remineralize the soil. I don't do that with pipes. I actually do that with photographs, crops, and trees. These are fruit orchards, which I can take a photograph of, say, you know, 100,000 trees and send energy, vitamins into those trees, all by way of a photograph. Wow. Actually, Gregor, so in, in my land, in Mount Shasta, I have 50 trees that were infected with fungus. And I send a picture to the lab with Tom, and we're treating those trees with skaterlite. And what kind of effects are you seeing? Well, they are starting, like, uh, getting dry. And the fungus or the... Yeah. Yes, the fungus. So they are becoming greener. That's great. That's fantastic. I'm going to show this now in operation. And to make this very clear, I'm a researcher. I research with photographs. I never work with people. This is a new branch of science. So we work with force fields or information fields on photographs. I don't work with physically with people or animals. I place a person's photograph in the force field. My photograph now is enjoying a scanned energy force field. And frankly, my photograph my aura is experiencing that chakra balance. To what extent? To that extent. That's how much energy is going into my force field. Well, if I place my photograph next to the Tesla coil, that's a tremendous amount of energy going into my force field. That is the chakra balancing. And that's how we offset electromagnetic pollution. Wow. So what kind of, what have you seen as in terms of results with the humans and the animals that you've been working with in terms of the photos and so forth? By way of our testimonies, people say that they're calmer, that the chakra bouncing, we perform that chakra bounce in one hour a day, that they're calmer, that it has some type of an effect on their emotional constitution, their psychological constitution, they're happier. They have an elation, sense of euphoria. Their emotions are heightened. They're, perhaps some people say this increase their awareness or their concentration. 
Now, all of this stands to reason because thought is non-physical. Scalar energy is non-physical. Our chakras, our seven spinning chakras, are spinning vortices of scalar energy. So our chakra balancing from a scalar energy instrument will influence our seven chakras. She is, this is consciousness. This is non-physical. There's no chemicals involved. We're working in the realm of consciousness or the realm of spirit. And when you work with consciousness or spirit, nothing can impede consciousness or spirit. So nothing can override these instruments. Well, what type of, what about with you, Tom, or maybe Patricia, I don't know how much you, how much time you've spent in the lab, but as your human form has been submerged in the energies, uh, the scalar technology, do you have anything you can share in terms of being in person with it? This has extended my life. This has improved my constitution. Um, I don't have take any medication. I don't have any ailments. I feel great. I'm not saying this is a cure-all, but being in the vicinity of these instruments 24 hours a day in my lab, it has improved my spiritual, mental, and physical health. Yes, Kara, it's amazing how you feel. You feel like very clear. And also I work with in therapists with people that have other type of illnesses. And when they receive scalar light, it ha it helps to handle better also the emotions because emotions are the origin of many diseases. So this allow you to feel like more clear, more illuminated. And that's just talking about energy and enlightenment. But I remember when I met Tom, I have a herpes in my lips and I've had that like for 15 years. I don't even remember how many years. And I only received one week or so of scalar energy and it disappeared. I remember that it came back like a month after, it was very small, very little. And I asked Tom, you know, it came back and he said, well, yes, you still have the memory of the nerves. But once this disappeared, it won't come back again. And it was just like that. After that, never came back. And I'm talking about two years ago. So it is amazing. I have one of my best friends has HIV, have AIDS and in Venezuela. And he took scanner energy for three weeks. And when he went to the doctor, the, the PCR shows that HIV was not detectable. So he did, he repeated that that PCR several times and until the doctor said, well, let's do have to do like a nuclear test because this is showing error. Because <laughs> oh, no. he couldn't believe that the HIV virus wasn't there anymore. The doctor said, this is definitely an error. So he went back for the nuclear test and I'm not a doctor, but they do a pretest before the nuclear test. So they did so and the level of the virus, the virus was zero. So a doctor said, well, I cannot do the nuclear test because I can't justify this and insurance is not going to pay you for this because, you know, practically, I mean, you don't have the virus anymore. So my friend asked the doctor, he said, well, that means that I'm cured. And he said, no, it means that you don't have HIV. <laughs> you know, in his mind, he can accept that, he, you know, he, he healed. He, yeah. So amazing. And we have thousands of testimonials of, of many diseases, viruses, HIV, herpes, Epsom bar, many. Wow. That's phenomenal. I do want to, I know, Tom, you're addressing this in the chat, but I'd like to talk about this question here from one of our participants. My cat has a mast cell tumor, which the doctor says is an allergy. And also, my sister has psoriasis. Is this something that could be helped? So would you like to address this? No, no, let's explain. We've had great success with these instruments in identifying microbes, bacteria, fungi, etc., and eradicating them. Well, I'm going to show you how this works. There's no human input. I want to make this very clear. I'm not a medical professional. I'm a energy expert. So I'm working in a different realm of science. This is less than medicine. I'm holding my hand photograph of a bacterium, Staphylococcus Sometimes that's associated with psoriasis or eczema, some kind of bacterial infection. If I place this alongside my 
the force field of that bacterium is now sharing with my force field as a person. So this is how I address any type of bacterium by way of communicating through photographs. A photograph of a bacterium communicates with my force field. It's all information. And when I place these two photographs in the instrument, they share energy. They share communication. This instrument is designed to look for Staphylococcus aureus in my aura or my quantum field and destroy it. As a result, some people have skin infection tell us, the way of testimony, that after this session, they no longer have that skin infection. We're able to identify a microbe through a photograph and eradicate, remove pathogens. And so is that how it worked with Patricia, where when she had the infection on her lip, you had her photo and then you had the virus there with her photo? I'm going to hold up a photograph of the herpes. This is common, by the way. And if I place this photograph of the herpes virus next to my photograph, the two force fields now communicate. The energy or the intelligence of herpes communicates with my force or my quantum. Obviously, that's not a chemical process. It's an informational process. So, this Patricia, if you can, there we go. Yeah, this is what he did. He took my picture and he, he placed it next to the molecular form of the herpes virus. And so I was treated with that virus. And this is the same thing that happened with everyone that sent the picture, the photograph to be treated. It, it would happen the same. He will print it, the photograph in the lab, and that photograph will go to the scalar device and will be placed with the other thousand, four hundred thousand different type of virus, bacteria, and all that. Wow. For, the, for the, a whole cleansing program. Wow. So, so Connie's asking a follow-up. Oh, sorry, Tom. In this process, I want to make this very clear. There's no human ingenuity here. I don't claim to understand the molecular structure of herpes. I don't. A photograph placed inside the instrument of the herpes virus, that's all the information you need. You see, when you work with light, light never makes a mistake. Light is perfect. This is a perfect process because there's no human reason. So Connie asked a follow-up about how long does the process take and the cost? This pathogenic cleanse, as we call it, it only takes one day, one session to break down a virus or to bring a virus to a state of confusion. We always offer free sessions to begin with on our website. So we'll direct the audience to go to our website. Thereafter, we have a program that's $89 a month. We try and make it a very affordable. Wonderful. Patricia, could you please type the, the website in the chat for everybody? And then it's, it's scalarlight.com. Is that correct yeah. for anybody who's just listening? Okay. And then we have Anders who is saying, I was exposed to massive radiation from the atomic bombs and has caused a lifetime of illness. I'm so sorry to read that. Will this help me? And if so, where can I receive this energy? So we do have the website there, scalarlight.com. But is this something that you think you could address with this technology? I've never been able to address radiation. So I'm going to say no to that. Nonetheless, go to our website. There's three sessions for you. Try it. At least we'll balance the chakras. And we could eliminate some microbes, some germs that you now have in your body. So try this out. This is why we get away free session. Experience the free session. And then you judge if that helps. Wonderful. And Connie had a follow-up just about her cat. And I know that you do use this with animals. So can you speak to that? Yes. Well, not only people, but animals and plants. Yes, we have great success. I've had my dogs on this program for years and my dog benefit. So dogs have brainwaves. The chakra balancing can balance their brainwaves. Dogs have germs, microbes. We can eliminate microbes and people and animals and plants. So you see that this is really has a wide range of application. People, animals, pets, plants, 
we have great success all walks of love. Mm, that's so beautiful. I know one thing that you've mentioned is just that human element is sort of taken out because it's just we're using the technology. Do you see anything in terms of the operator? So if you were to replicate this and franchise it, let's say, and these were, you know, there were different labs in different places. Because it is quantum and we've got things like quantum entanglement, we have the observer effect, things like that. Do you see there being some sort of operator contribution on some consciousness level? Yes, definitely. On a daily basis. Before I begin sessions, I always pray. I pray for God for healing. This acts in unison with my thoughts. For instance, I live in Florida. Sometimes when there's a thunderstorm, this instrument will start to spark and produce miniature lightning bolts. Oh, wow. It's communicating with the atmosphere. Yes, my thoughts, my projections enter into the field of consciousness. This is a perfect information system that we want to work with. And you're very astute to say that. So as people start to operate these instruments, they too take on our persona. They take on our thought processes. Mm, wow. Wow. So Jane is asking, will the photo healing process be the only option moving forward? Or do you envision a time where there would be a wearable for people to maintain health or heal or balance the chakras? I say the sky's the limit. My job, my limited capacity, there's only one researcher, it's me. Is to introduce this to mankind. What the world does with this technology will be far-reaching. I imagine that everybody in the world eventually will, should be able to access this energy somehow, which leads us to our desire. Patricia and I want to heal the world by way of photographs. For instance, this is a group photograph from India. We're working with HIV clinics around the world. Everybody in this photograph at one time in their life was HIV positive. Now these people, after a energy session, no longer have HIV. There's no viral load. So it's a great gift. We want to get this information out there to the general public. People now have to accept it. We're still at that educational, that educational point. Eventually this will catch on. So to answer your question, yes. Every, we want to work with everybody in the role. But first comes the education. After we get over the curve, that learning curve, then the world will embrace us. Do you see anything further to Jane's question in terms of any sort of need for a wearable device that's in communication with it? So I'm thinking like Atlantean, you know, what we hear about from Atlantean times. I think that's entirely possible. In my lifetime, I don't know. Keep in mind, Tesla built a tower in 1899 in Colorado Springs. It was a free energy tower. You should have listened to him. That was over 120 years ago, right? Now people have to listen to me. This works. People no longer have any viral load for herpes or HIV. Hopefully this will start catching on. Mm, that's fantastic. It's so, it's so exciting. And now I know we talked about the elimination of the toxin load or the viral load. I know you also, you have a few different programs that you work with because the conversely, you work with adding like minerals and things that we might be deficient in. So can you talk a little bit about that? Once again, we go back to our pro forma, a photograph. This is my photograph that has my course. I'm going to hold up a vitamin next to my photograph. This photograph has energy of, of riboflavin. That photograph has the molecular structure captured by way of an electron microscope. Riboflavin. If I place these two inside by inch, side by side, the force field, the energy of riboflavin enters into my quantum And hence, my quantum body, my body will reproduce riboflavin. I will deliver, if you will, nutrients into my quantum plane. This is how I get my vitamins, through photographs. It's really profound because, like you've been saying, the images are carrying information. And this is, it's so quantum. These are the, this is the root of quantum 
what's the word? Not technology. That's the word that's coming to me, but that's not what I mean. But quantum, the quantum field, it's information. It's not linear. It's not, uh, and it can be so tricky for our human minds, our 3D minds, our linear minds to kind of grasp. How can that be true? How can I eliminate or add things into my, that affect my physical being? But I'm not doing it with something physical. I'm not take. I'm not ingesting something. I'm not taking something in. It, it it's really fascinating. But this is the crux of the quantum, where we kind of need to make that consciousness leap, and really kind of let go of and kind of unlearn some of the things that we take for granted as our present awareness level. You're absolutely right. So this is a new science. Your work with chemicals. All of my work is non-physical. It's quantum. Quantum is non-physical. It's information. It's consciousness. So once again, why Bookleven has intelligence, consciousness. It's captured on a photograph. My force field is captured likewise on my photograph. So we're sharing consciousness, riboflavin with my consciousness. There's no chemicals involved. Now what happens? This energy enters into me. And it looks for the elements in my body and it rearranges my elements into riboflavin. That's simple. If I show the molecular structure of riboflavin, this instrument will take this photograph of riboflavin and rearrange matter in my body, my quantum body, according to that chemical formula, that structure. So it's all information that once again sends this download to my quantum. That's fascinating. I mean, just thinking about this kind of from the mystical perspective, you know, I've had lucid dreams for, let's call them lucid dreams, where, you know, I'm I'm like not fully awake, but I know what's going on. And I have experienced where there are like nutrients Kind of coming in, you know, I have this perception of my energy field and myself beyond the physical, but there's like, and I've had lucid dreams where I've seen like the periodic table and potassium in particular was the only thing that I could really, the only one I could really remember, but I was like, oh yeah, K, potassium and K. And I, when I woke up, I was like, I don't even know if that's right. Is potassium K? Like it'd been so long because I don't have science backgrounds. It's like high school that I would have been learning that. And I kind of convinced myself as I was waking up, I was like, no, I don't think potassium is K. And, um, you know, but it was this like sort of as I Googled it and so forth, I was like, oh my gosh, where'd that come from? You know, and, and I had known that at one point in time. But anyway, saw this periodic table with golden, you know, it was like golden thin lines and perfectly laid out against the sky. But it's all this, you know, it, it is information and it's part of us and it's within us. And so it's really exciting the potential that we have to kind of merge the physical with the quantum. You're absolutely right. So this is the new way of looking at reality. It's the non-physical consciousness. And Tesla even remarked, he said, once scientists embrace non-physical science, we'll make great accomplishments. We'll see how we really, well, move forward at a rather rapid rate. What's holding us back is our physical constraints. There, there is a physical constraint. We're bound by time and space. These instruments transcend time and space. So what would you rather do? Work with one person a day? or work with a million people a day by way of their photograph. Would you rather administer a chemical or an injection, massage? I'm not disparaging that type of reality. Or would you rather deliver your nutrients by way of a photograph that transcends time and space? We can also receive the energy from the crystals through scalar energy. It's amazing. It's a perfect mix between science and spirituality. So can you, you talk a little bit about that? You look at nature. In my work, I've always tried to imitate nature. Inside my Tesla coil is quartz crystal. That's fused quartz crystal. This helps me amplify the scanner wave. Now, keep in mind, everything I do is according to nature. There's no, if you will, anything in this laboratory 
outside of nature. I'm working with the elements. I'm working with natural energy of the sun and the stars, and I'm working with quartz crystal. All of this goes hand in hand with nature. So I'm augmenting nature. To be blunt, there's no GMO. There's no junk food here. There's no harmful chemicals. There's no harmful pesticides. I'm working hand in hand with nature. So it's the perfect environment. This is what I love about my work. I, there's, not, there's no harm to come from working with perfect consciousness. And so we all receive that in any part of the world where we are. Actually, we were talking about Galen Hieronymus before. Galen Hieronymus was treating the astronauts <laughs> that were in the moon. They were treated by scalar light way, the scalar light instruments. So this is amazing. It transcends space and time, and it's amazing. So you were treating, say that again, animals that were on the moon? The, the astronauts. The astronauts. My predecessor, Galen Hieronymus, back in 1969, he was working with NASA. NASA provided Galen Hieronymus three photographs. The astronauts, all 11. Hieronymus was able to make a connection with the astronauts by way of their photograph while they were on the moon when they were orbiting the moon. And he never lost connection with the astronauts through their photographs. So that proves quantum entanglement. He used that term. In which a photograph of a person is quantum entangled with that actual person. Now, even though the astronauts were on the moon a quarter of a million miles away, we still had instantaneous communication in the Hieronymus laboratory working with their photographs. This proves, this instrument proves quantum entanglement. Not a photograph is quantum entangled with a person. Wow. So how was that proven? Yes. Well, Hieronymus proved that because he had a, the ability to measure their biorhythms. His wife was a good operator. And his wife, Louise, was measuring biorhythms, if you will, of astronauts. So it was a subjective measurement, but nonetheless, NASA was very impressed. And I'll note this, when the astronauts, if you will, went orbiting on the far side of the moon, scalar energy, the instrument kept in touch with astronauts when they were on the far side of the moon, the dark side of the moon. Whereas NASA lost communication. Why do I say that? The scalar energy instrument can keep in touch with the astronauts when they're on the far side of the moon because the moon did not block the signal. As opposed to NASA, NASA lost communication with astronauts because they were on the far side of the moon and the moon blocked the electromagnetic communication. Proving that Hieronymus instrument can keep in touch with astronauts anywhere, including on the far side of the moon. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't it oh, that amazing? All of that is, is this, this is public and this is in Google. People can look for the report of NASA. It's, in, it's available in Google. Wow. So, Tom, we've talked about your predecessors, your mentors and so forth. This is a safe space. You know, we're talking about consciousness. We're talking about the stars and so forth. Is there anything that you feel comfortable sharing in terms of other intel, other, other influence that maybe have, has helped you along the way? Well, without Jesus, Mary, I could not have done this. All of this, my work and the work of Hieronymus, this is all groundbreaking research. You don't read this on college textbook. These instruments are... I had told me 50 years ago I'd be doing this and say, well, that'd be nice. The only Tesla could do that. No, I can do that. Why can I do that? Because I can do the wisdom. You're not going to read any of this in college history. My work, the work of Hieronymus, is groundbreaking. We're trying to get the world to pay attention to this new science. Now, for a quick segue, there are powers that out there that don't want free energy. And that's an impediment that we have right have you come up against that? I've wondered about that. There, there, are, there are some people who are watching. I would say that I've been watching governments in the world. If they see the results on that, they understand that they see that this is energy. Mm -hmm. Right. And we know historically that there, you know, it has been the types of effort for 
delivering free energy have been thwarted, you know, not publicly, but kind of under the cover of darkness and so forth. So. So what is this? What does all this mean to the audience? This is a new technology that will change our lives. Let's embrace free energy. Let's embrace the clean energy of the sun and the stars, as opposed to our current grid system, our electrical system, coal, oil, gas. That's very expensive, dangerous, pollutes, and is certainly in short supply. That's why we have an energy crisis. This is free energy. In application, it's very inexpensive. Why not make this? Why not change this world? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Let's see. I wondered as well if you could talk a little bit about, and we've touched on this, but how what's going on around our body can be just as important as what's going into our body. So we talked about that in terms of ingesting and so forth, but the other factors that are affecting our health. Can you go into that a little bit? First and foremost, it's the way you and the way you be positive. I know there's negative influences. Try and minimize your exposure to negativity. I do. I see the problems in this world, but I always try and have a positive. Thus far in my laboratory, I've had a good day. I'm in the process of writing another article on energy and having a good productive day. So I choose to be happy. I choose to be productive. And I think if we work hand in hand at thought in mind, we'll make this a better role. I want to make this very clear. God gave everybody incredible skill energy ability. And everybody watching this program and everybody who subsequently will watch this program, I want you to realize your mind and your heart far exceed the ability of the What I can produce in the laboratory by way of instrumentation your human mind and your human heart are scalar energy vessels. Thinking, thought is consciousness. Your feelings, your emotion, consciousness. So the mind of a person, the mind, the heart of a person far exceed any laboratory. Use your mind and your heart to the best of your ability. That's very well said and beautifully put. I wanted to quickly ask you, Patricia, you, in your in introduction, we talked about how you are, you specialize in biodecoding. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Sure. Well, biodecoding is when we go back to the emotional drama that was the origin of the illness. So when you work with the unconscious, then you can be programmed, you can decode in the unconscious level. So that's what I mix skill and light with also the fact of recovering and taking back your life and restarting yourself because it helps a lot. But with biodecoding, we go and work with the emotions because people can release the, um, the memory that is stuck in the cell inside. The, for something that might happen in the childhood or with the parents or grandparents. So we go there and we decode that and release that drama so people can start all over with a new story, a new life, forgetting, not forgetting, but releasing and overcoming things and dramas from the past. And this is in conjunction with the scalar light technology? Well, not at all as a, as a method, because I work with emotions and I work with people. Tom work with photographs. He doesn't attend like people in person, the lab. And my work is more like emotional and it's a one-on-one therapy. So working with Tom is like beyond my expectations because it's the, it's the ability to get to so many people at the same time. But it's a different type of work. It's a different type of healing. For instance, someone, I think Connie was texting about tumors and cancer. So with scalar energy, we can work in the fact that people can relieve and feel better if they are taking chemo. And, you know, people will feel good, we will feel better. But we're, we can talk about that actually scalar light will heal a tumor. But with biodecoding, it's different because with biodecoding, 
we work on the emotional aspects that has created uh, that tumor. Uh, Cancer, for instance, is the great master of diseases. So it requires for a person their own transformation, their own inside work. So I help with that and with biodecoding is excellent for this. But if I am working with that person in the inside, in the emotions, and also that person is receiving a scanner light, it will definitely help like a lot to handle better the emotions and the transition of that, that path that requires for that person to look inside, to recognize their own value, and to also choose happiness. Because many people that, that is sick, especially with cancer, is taking happiness, is choosing happiness, happiness for others, but not for themselves. So that is also a learning that, that the illnesses bring to people. It's the possibility to, in, to look inside and see what you really want, what makes you feel happy. And start giving priority to that. And definitely when, definitely when you receive scalar energy, which is divine energy. So it's this energy that comes from the sun and the stars. It's like you align yourself with the light. What is good for you. And definitely what is good for you is also good for others. Because people learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So when you see like a mom or a person that is taking priority of her life, then other people is going to also turn and say, okay, then this is my time to, to take over myself and, and be responsible for myself. Because healing, Kara, healing is a decision. Mm-hmm. It's a decision. And some people don't want to heal. So you have to decide, okay, I want to heal. I want to be happy. I want to be in love. I want to live and in peace. And that is definitely a decision. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Can you please remind everybody of how they can discover this technology for themselves and try it for themselves one last time as we wrap up? Scalarlight.com is a website. C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight.com. Anybody in the world can submit your photograph. All we need is your a shot, your picture and include your pets. Ask your family if you want to include it. And then share it with your friends, or your boyfriends, your girlfriends, people at the office, at church. We want to introduce this healing quantum modality to the world. Help us. We really need your support. God bless you, Sarah, for your effort. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. This is really, really exciting. And just so many blessings to you both as you carry on here. And and thank you everybody for joining today with Meditation Conversation and the Conscious Awakening Network. Thank you so much, Kara. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to ask you for one quick favor, and that's to share this episode with one person who you think will benefit from it. Let them know you're thinking about them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.